Welcome to episode 64 of Sound Out Wave, the first podcast to reach planet Earth from Cybertron. I'm Nell, I'm great at Transformers. And I'm Greg, I'm getting better at Transformers. And this week, oh boy, we're still on Earth with Optimus Prime, issues 3 and 4. I love the the craft work lineup that they're doing here. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I don't I I don't know what Bumblebee's doing here though. That's, That's weird, yeah. right? I was gonna ask you that like earlier, and then I was like, no, I'm gonna save it for the show because yeah, what the hell, B? <laughs> I mean, I'm always happy to see you. I get that this is the past, but like, did you even know these guys then? <laughs> Bumblebee just wanted, he was feeling really left out. He's like, look, I know I'm Starscream's, like, imaginary friend, but I miss... <laughs> He's like, I'm in movies. Starscream. People know me. People I'm on the shows. I, <laughs> I mean, it is a great looking cover. Of course, love the colors. Yeah, naturally. Uh, it's beautiful. Those boys in the back look great, too. They look real good. Um. So, good, good, good work, Kay. Way to go, Kay. Way to go, Josh. Bertram. Uh, um, good work yeah, all okay. around. Yeah, if we remember... <laughs> Congrats, uh, everybody. Junkions, they were like, hey, we're on Earth now, too. And we want to trade with you, Optimus Prime, because you have yeah. Or 13. And Optimus is like, ha, well, look at these poor people. I don't <laughs> think they could possibly have anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, they got a positron core. They got a positron core. It's going to make that, Sideswipe not hurt anymore. Yeah. Sideswipe, who's been sleeping this whole time. He's been it's real wake hurt. him up. Yeah. Yeah. It's been bad. So, right. So, it turns out the Junkions do have something that we want. And, of course, lest we forget, we also have a bunch of Joes that we have to deal with because we are on Earth, which means we have to deal with humans. And um, we learned a lot of... Code names, we're yeah, like, oh, yeah. Jean uh, is named Talon now. Spike is Spike, and it, it... turns out GI Joe actually stands for General Infantry Joseph. Yeah, so there you That's go. That's another everybody. nickname. Spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, and so yes, when the Junkion showed up, <laughs> this actual stuff, their ship um, is cloaked in a way that the Cybertronians can't get a good read on it but the humans can the humans can look at it da 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 but they're like we need a way like we can get some information we yeah. need somebody to bridge this gap and like help who knows us push. humans and cybertronians yeah. why it's our favorite screenwriter oh it's dc hanging uh, out on vacay with marissa yeah just chilling it up Saying, and so that's kicking back having fun times that's right. That's right. And that's where we left everybody. And, and we lead we right into it. Oh, wait. No, we go back four million <laughs> years ago. We do. And don't forget, somewhere in the background, we have some cadets. Yeah. They love, we love Optimus those. Prime. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it later, but they actually refer to them as cadets in this issue. Yeah. I was like, I damn, good job. I made a little bit there, too. I, I'm telling you. Well, yeah, we'll get there. But so for right now, like you said, four million years in the past is where we start off. And of course... In the past, we left off where uh, Jetfire, who was a Decepticon back in the day, um, he had attacked Optimus and Pearl was like, who told you to do this? Take us to that person. So this is where we pick up. And, and here we are. Jetfire yeah. is yeah, we're, leading we're them. Down into a sort a... of seedy alley. Yeah. Uh, 
here's some real rough looking bots who are like, hey, it's the flyantist. That's a pun because he can fly and he's a scientist. <laughs> but that kind of <laughs> just sounds like a name they would actually give to a transformer. I'm, yeah. I'm amazed we don't have a flyantist. Like a little like Cessna, who's like the size of Rewind or something. Aww. Yeah, that sounds cute. These guys should be the size of Rewind. P.S. Yeah. Rumble and Frenzy here. More um, people should just be the size of Rewind. More teensy boys, please. <laughs> uh, yes, this is Rumble and Frenzy. And yeah, and they're kind of watching the door we, when Jetfire shows up. Yeah, we know them well, and we know that if they're here and guarding a door, there's probably someone we like behind the door. There's probably someone we like. Um, so they they grant entry to Jetfire and Prowl and Orion. And, oh, we see more people who suggest that somebody precious and darling to us is showing up. We see some birds who crack wise. Yeah. And we see a little kitty cat. Love that little kitty cat. Miss him dearly. that little kitty cat. Oh, R.I.P. Number three uh, on the track, number one in our hearts. Yeah, I love that. So, and and by the way, we're getting this great narration, and we don't know who it is yet. Like, when we first start this comic, we're like, okay, somebody's narrating. Um, and we realize very quickly, oh, it's exactly who we think it is. It's that good boy. It's that good, perfect, sweet baby boy sideways. It's our name boy. We love this boy. Uh, He's our narrator. Yeah. He's... He's our namesake. We love him. He's our Huckleberry. Uh, (laughs) And he's immediately like, hey, I don't like cops. Fuck you guys. Uh, What what do you want? Uh, And Optimus is like, please call me Orion Pax. (laughs) You were on Megatron's murder team, correct? Yeah. Uh, Remember how you guys murdered the Senate? And Soundwave's like, there's no proof. He's like, okay, bye. Uh, (laughs) Nice try. And Prowl, it's so close to a moment of self-awareness, says, settle down, Orion. That's not going to get us what we want. Uh, right, like, Orion's already, like, amped up. Like, Orion and Soundwave kind of immediately going toe-to-toe with each other. And maybe it's because, like we learned last time, Soundwave do not play. And he never has. So, uh, like, yeah. this is not a guy who is... He's Yeah, he's not afraid of Optimus. Or Orion, if you will. I do want to say, so this is... This is proof that Prowl does understand the concept of a light touch, though just maybe hasn't used it in four million years. Right. So this is, and we're going to have more of this again, more of this kind of me, me, I'm, I'm gunning for pre all of this Prowl <laughs> in these scenes from the past. I'm like, no, no, once upon a time, he wasn't always like this, um, and and I do think we get more of that here. I think a little bit more of my argument can be made in these books. Because, um, yeah, he is the one that's kind of like, cool it, Optimus or, or Ryan. We're trying to do something here. And, um, and Soundwave is agreeing with him. He's saying, like, what what do you guys want? Why are you right. here? Like, what is what are you trying to get from this? Um, I will say uh, Kay does something with Soundwave. A lot of artists do this with Soundwave. It's my favorite thing, and they do it with Cyclops a lot, too, which is where the eyes are just, like, flat as, like, 255, 255, zero, red possible. Like, just no shading whatsoever, just flat color there. And it's just cool and intimidating when everything else has a nice look You're right. Uh, Yeah. It pops. It does pop. Look at that boy pop. He's a popping boy. Sure does uh, pop. I like it. Good call. 
And so, before we can find out what they're actually here for, we go 10,000 feet above the Alps. Yeah, we're here in Autobot City, which of course is flying, and we have Jetfire now hanging out with today's Soundwave. Still perfect, still a great boy. Still the best uh, boy. Just the best. And RC's there in the back, and um, and, and they're kind of wondering, what, what, what do the Junkions actually want, is what Jetfire is wondering, and Soundwave's like, I mean... It makes sense that they are just genuinely after Or 13. Like, we yeah. have a ton of it. And he's like, oh, so you trust them? He's like, hell no, I don't trust them. <laughs> I did not say that. Do not get me wrong. Um, um, but And it's interesting because now that we have, now that Soundwave is our narrator, he's kind of giving us some background and he's saying, he's kind of reflecting on his relationship with Optimus Prime. And and so we get that throughout these panels here, um, just how he's had now millennia of right. varying opinions on Optimus. So, um, but yeah, so it's it's the three of these guys in Autobot City together and sort of discussing the junkions and RC is saying like, look, we don't have to like them; we just have to get what they have. Right, um, and I do love because she, of course, she's invested in this because right they have the positron. Or or whatever, and core, and that's what will save sideswipe and uh, proving himself just the best and most perfect. Soundwave agrees with her. She's because RC says that's what's important. The thing that they can give us, the thing that's going to help sideswipe, and he says we could not p- pass up such an opportunity. What like? A, like... He just—he so doesn't good. even like Sideswipe. He, but yeah, like, he has no right. Like he is not invested in Sideswipe at all. So immediately, done he's on him. board. Is like you're right. We have to save this life. Yeah, this Cybertronian. Because that's he, the kind of guy he is. It just is. Yeah, he's just so perfect. I'm glad we named a show after him. Me too. And um, then in that next panel, this is yeah. where, yeah. Jetfire so says, is where, what like, do we do about the cadets? His little cadets. Optimus's little cadets. <laughs> and I don't, did they call them that before? Or I don't I think just... so. I think we just sort of stuck with that. Because that's what, yeah, that's what I was calling them last time. And I had not read these books yet. Um, when when it comes to issues like this, I like to just read them along with you right before we do the show. Um so yeah, I, I so then I really couldn't remember. Then I was really not. I was kind of like, wait, did I read it? And we just assumed I make it made it up, or are Jetfire and I just on the same wavelength? <laughs> there you go. Either way, that's what they are. They are officially the little cadets, which uh, is darling. And Soundwave is like, hey, what's that sound? Oh, I'm sorry, you guys probably can't hear it. <laughs> that's <laughs> sort of my nice. thing is that I can hear sounds. <laughs> He can hear things real good. He's real good at it. He's a real good um, hearing boy. He does remark in that panel that he, as he's been thinking about his past with Optimus and, you know, the way that they met and how they've been over the past four million years, he ends, or he rounds that line of thought out with saying, I feel now we may be friends. Aww. And that's so precious. I love it. What a but nice yes, boy. He, so good but he does get he he hears something with his special auditory receptors <laughs> uh and it's cosmos yes it's a transmission from a colleague yeah the the sanctuary station and uh, he's so <laughs> this entire issue i was saying even before all my notes about this issue were like Soundwave, you precious you wonderful <laughs> you sweet thing um 
he is he he remarks that he's aware that Optimus knowing what he knows about Soundwave, which we know he has he's kind of got dirt on Soundwave lest we forget. He knows the Soundwave is kind of responsible for horrible. Like he Right. He's got some yeah. And um so Soundwave knows that Optimus could turn on him if he wanted to. But then he says even if that happens it's okay because Soundwave has gotten what he wanted because whatever happens to him, his sanctuary is still in orbit. Which yeah. just Soundwave. what a good boy. Ah, he selfless. wants to help as many people as possible. That's more important to him. The Decepticommune, the sleepaway camp, it's still safe, and that's more important to him. And that's where we go now. That's where the call is coming from. Yeah, um, or that's who he's calling. Yes, the Green Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> right, Cosmos answers, and the birds, of course, are making fun of him because that's what they do. But also, can we appreciate that Cosmos answers and says, "Right here, Doctor S." <laughs> <laughs> and I love them both so much. It's very cute. It's just so damn cute. Um, and Soundwave has a mission for him that yes. actually does not involve being millions of miles away from a thing. Yeah, like hey. Hey, I need you. I trust you, friends. You're useful. Uh, yeah. You serve a purpose. And <laughs> uh, so the idea is the Junkions have crazy perception shields, but yes. their stuff is made from everywhere. And Jetfire designed the Cosmos' stealth mode on Earth. So they shouldn't yes. have those designs. Right. So they should not be aware of the stealth that he would then be using to out stealth them right it's a we need to use some sort of technology they wouldn't know about yet and luckily we've got it uh here he is and they recommend that he brings two birds with him at least well and or, he i'm just sorry says, rumble and frenzy yeah yeah he says backup and cosmos's understandable response is oh no who which i feel you that's that's fair <laughs> it's a worrying thing to hear uh, uh, but then we, oh, here we go. We we go to Egypt. We're gonna follow up with our call to good old TC. Good old TC, kicking back, letting Buster just chow down on some asparagus. <laughs> she loves it. Turns she out, loves it. Um, and Chameleon, yes, uh, who we still think is Baroness, is <laughs> yeah. look is talking with thundercracker and thundercracker saying so this is that giant ship that the junkions are on huh and she's you know explaining well as we say the last issue no electronic scans can really pick it up but we can see it with human eyes so we're literally just like guessing at most of this um and so thundercracker is like all right i mean i'll see what i can do um and they're sort of yeah having a a, a little tete-a-tete yeah, they're just kind of discussing some things. Because, of course, as we remember, TC was with Marissa and Chameleon was with Flint. Right. And um, and so, yeah, TC's... Because Chameleon asks how long he's known Marissa. And he's like, yeah, I've known her a while. And Chameleon has known Flint for a while. And, um, and uh, this is where things get really good for a hot moment. <laughs> I was very excited about this. TC's the best. Um... Because Mar- or Chameleon's kind of explaining, which again I think is Baroness, because then she's talking about how like, oh, Flint gave her a second chance, and now he's given her a third one, and maybe he can give Marissa another chance. And TC 
straight up calls this shit out. This is the exact same thing I was saying last time. And maybe I only <laughs> said it in alt mode, so I don't even remember if I said it on the show. Um, he's like, that's a dumb trope. Like, the the idea of, like, the patriarchal fig- figure who rescues troubled young women, it's, it's dumb. And I'm like, yeah, it is dumb and offensive. Thank you, TC. I appreciate <laughs> you, you prince. I appreciate him calling it out. Okay. Because that's exactly what I was saying. Uh, I just looked it up. Apparently this is Baroness's half-sister. Oh! And former high-ranking Cobra agent answering to Mr. X. So thank you, Google. Now we know. Um, Thank you, Google. My complaints still stand. Yes, absolutely. But I'm glad it's not Baroness. Uh, Because I love Baroness. Yeah, Baroness rules. Just as she is. (laughs) Don't make her like a secret Joe operative. I want her to be part of Cobra. Um... Which is another trope that I'm sure Thundercracker would be like, really? We're doing this? Yeah, uh, yeah for it's, sure. Like, it's nice uh, to have guys... him call this out. It's, yeah, it's nice I appreciate it. At least see that it's recognized. Right. Which, of course, you know, TC calling it out means it's John calling it out, which I'm like, Thank right. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that you are aware of how ridiculous this is. <laughs> Um, and we cut to, uh, Marissa, who, yeah. again, just looks really cute. Like, what a good she, hairstyle. Yes. What a good look. Good hairstyle, good outfit. I like it. I will say, these are some of the best looking humans we've seen in these books. Like, I, both here, like, even later on, Spike and, like, Zilong look great, too. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way that Kay draws humans. Yeah. Because, absolutely. and that is just a thing. Like, I've noticed this as, I feel like this happens quite a bit with artists either like usually you have some form of thing that like you're really good at yeah um because like i know people who draw like animals really well not so great at drawing humans and like i'm a person who i feel like i draw humans really well i'm not great at animals not great at robots and then like there are a lot of people who draw robots really well not great at humans you know so it's almost like a trade-off you almost uh, yeah like you're good at one thing you might not be great at the other uh, not bad, but right. not. No, absolutely. It's but... not your strong point necessarily. Um, but yeah, no, these, I, I do like the way that Kay draws her humans. Um, and, and so we do go to the humans here. We have Flint and Marissa, who again yeah. both have the same last name. Yes. Um, Which, so I'm, I'm excited here because they, they yeah. say what they like. <laughs> we clear this up. Out. Yeah. Yes. Um, because before, yeah, last time you asked about Flint. Yeah, having the same last name, and I was like, "Yes," because in yeah, in the in the lore between Joe and Transformers, Marissa is sometimes his daughter. She is supposed to be da da da, but we weren't sure exactly how it stood in these books. Boom, she's his daughter. There you go, everybody. Um, we got it. And he is inviting her to be a part of G.I. Joe and saying that, like, even the president agrees that you got a raw deal when you got kicked out and everything. Right. Like, and with she's the whole like, fallout. Yeah, of I don't care. Uh, yeah, she's not she's not interested, really. And she she's kind of like, so if I join up, I can be in charge. He's like, no, because <laughs> Scarlet's in charge. Uh, and then she kind of throws it at him. She's like, you used to be in charge. And he's like, uh, well, also true. But now I'm just following orders. Um, and they talk about the fact that um, <laughs> Chameleon is not his girlfriend. Right. And she says, good, because she's my age. And he's <laughs> like, well, I was just going to say because she's fucked up. But like, yeah, I guess that too. Fair enough. Fair enough. And and then, yes, Marissa says she calls him dad. So they were like, boom, yeah. good. 
confirmation. Also, uh, I feel like this might be, at least as far as I know, a few because I feel like we usually hear of Marissa and we're like, oh right, she is Flynn's daughter. But I don't know if we ever see them together. So, so this, this might be may like, be their first interaction. As far as I can, I mean, I'm sure somebody out there can be like, no, no, back in like this thing that I'm not thinking of in this moment or in some <laughs> Joe publication, perhaps. Um, but regardless, either way, it's cool to have them both here in the same place. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little scene. Yeah, even with us, like we can tell Marissa is not thrilled. Like clearly she's not very taken with Flint anyway. So we're going to learn more about that later. Um, and so we go back to Cybertron. We have the council here. Optimus yeah. is listed. The little insert says that he is trying to be a diplomat, which is pretty good. He's doing his best. He's not, and, um, not the greatest at this sort of thing. No, not necessarily. And he, of course, is still making a, um, a, an argument for Cybertron, which that is a thing. We just kind of hopped to him being on Cybertron. We weren't. Right. Um, this didn't happen in the previous books. But then earlier when Skyfire was saying, oh, the cadets are just waiting for dad to come home. I was like, oh, he's he's gone to Cybertron. So here he is at the council, of course, um, making a case for Earth. And he's just really and Starscream is <laughs> making the logical argument. That, like, yeah, that like. Remember Dog. the Tyrus Accord? The, Remember that? Here are the several layers of reasons this is a bad idea. And also, like, potentially treason. Yeah. Like, this is not so cut and dry as you are trying to make it out to be. Or, like, we can't... This isn't something you can just fast track. And, um... And, oh, and then we see... Oh, wait. what What's the Mistress of Flame doing here? Apparently she's sitting in for Windblade. Which I love the idea of, like... Not saying that, like, Windblade isn't important, because clearly she's a very important person right. on Kaminus and on Cybertron, but that would be, like, I don't know, being like, oh, I can't make it to this thing. Can my boss show up in my place? Um, <laughs> Can, uh, hey, look, I realize I'm our UN representative. Can we just have our Pope stand in on this one? Is that cool? <laughs> Is that cool with everybody? Yes, everyone agrees. Uh, but she does Mr. mention Supplement injured down. representative, which sounds scary and i'm sure we'll get to right until all one right so these are clearly indicating things that we haven't read yet until all our one <laughs> wind played um but so she's she's kind of like needing some some uh some reference here she's yeah. like wait what is anything that has to do with the war like these these things that you essentially that cybertron wrote up for the war why what is, is it relevant matter? now? And yeah. Starscream lays out exactly why the Tyrest Accord matters because, um, if, because Junkion has their technology already and Optimus says, well, we destroyed Junkion. And he says, yeah, dummy. That's what I'm saying. We just got, we just finished a war as, and then editor's note, read till all our one issues that we haven't read, surely. But like, <laughs> Uh, we just finished a war. These guys have Cybertron weapons, and also we blew up their planet. You want to give them more weapons? Right. Like the and he, and and he brings up the good point now that like right. Not only all of that, and the fact that this war did just happen, and they just fought another battle. Yeah, they're now weakened, and he's saying during the war the Tyrus Accord was to protect other worlds. Now they have to protect themselves. Like they are now the weakened ones because they're not. Uh, you know, trying to spread their war and fight a war across the universe. And they're just kind of here and they're weak. 
And so, yes, if we just hand Junkion, or, you know, the Junkions our technology, if we just hand Earth our technology, guess who can turn around and use it against us? Uh, and the Mistress of Flame says, well, what's the problem? Is that How's that different from giving weapons to Caminus? And the problem, as Starscream so eloquently lays out, is that Earth is not in the council. <laughs> like, how is nobody getting this? <laughs> I imagine he's, like, looking at the rest of the council, like, am I the only one? Anybody else want to pitch in here? The fact that Optimus Prime and the Mistress of Flame want to be like, I mean, who cares, right? And, like, (laughs) I feel like if I was sitting there in one of the reps for one of the other uh, colonies, I'd be like... I mean, he makes a good point. I, right. He lays he out like, like signed up for this. there hasn't been a vote. There isn't even like rules as to how to have a vote for that. And also there's no Earth representative. And <laughs> like, I love that he says this isn't a judgment call. Like it's math, dude. Like there's right. nothing here that you can that makes any sense about what you're asking for. <laughs> Which I, I'm totally with Starscream here. Like, everything he's saying makes sense. Yes. Like, it makes sense. He's he correct. Yeah, he totally is correct. And it, I just want to say it's funny to me, and I don't know if this was Kay's decision or if it was John's decision, but when you look at Optimus in these two bottom panels, the first one where <laughs> Starscream is saying this isn't a judgment call, he is looking so sassy. He's, like, got he's his hands on his hips. Like, we'll see about that. Yeah, and then in the next panel, he's full-on crossed arms pouting. They got a pouting Thomas on this last panel. (laughs) Uh, That's the exact correct way to describe it. (laughs) It It's so funny. He looks like a petulant child. He's like, whatever, Um, you guys don't know what Earth is like. (laughs) As Starscream is, like, finalizing his thoughts and saying, violating the Tyrest Accords is unequivocally an act of treason, Optimus Prime. The law is clear. Which, again, shout out, Starscream. Man, I'm proud of you. (laughs) We can't always expect you to do the right thing or to, like, (laughs) abide by rules. Uh, But I'm I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are. He's abiding by them because they're on his side. I mean, true. Like, this is the law. (laughs) Yep. That's how it works, dog. Um, But then you have to wonder, it's like, if these rules were reversed, like, what situation would we be in? Can you imagine... If, like, Prime was the head of the council? Oh, boy. Like, what the hell? Right? Like, just imagine that, everybody. Where would we be? Chaos, I tell you. <laughs> um. So we hop back four million years ago. <laughs> Into a pretty heavy false equivalency. Um, <laughs> Soundwave is saying sometimes the law is wrong and it is a duties member of society to be rid of it. Uh, about, like, Decepticon stuff and functionism. Not about, like... Right. A very different situation. Yeah. The law that, right. Like it's, I get where the play on words is where it's like, that's the law. We cannot break it. We have to abide by it from Starscream. And then it jumps to a completely different era in Cybertron's history to be like, sometimes you gotta break the law. Um, and Optimus says, even resorting to murder and the line that Soundwave replies with is compromises must be made. But what comp, what Soundwave should have said was, guess what, motherfucker? We're getting murdered by the millions already. So right. sometimes, guess just yeah. just got murdered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Ugh. It's all very, 
yeah, it's a very tangled web. Uh, issues. And Optimus even Optimus even replies by saying, "Never like what well, I would never murder anyone." <laughs> it's never gonna happen. And Jetfire's just like, yeah, right. Uh-huh. I mean, because again, Jetfire is here. Yeah, he's because he's the a Decepticon was murdered. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and Optimus is like, "What? You think I'm gonna murder somebody?" Um, <laughs> well, he, he has. Oh, do you think I'm an idealistic fool for not murdering people? And Skyfire's like, "No, you are. You can have that mindset because you get to live this cushy existence where." Yeah. You Where you're are... not being murdered. Right. You are not in danger here. And so you can, like, sit there and show and point out what everybody else is doing wrong. Yeah, he says you ignored you... it until killing became background noise. Yeah, which is a great line. Uh, and Prowl says, hey, let's not get into politics. Like... <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, Prowl. Prowl. I am. I mean, for what it's worth, though, it's uh, Prowl being a mediator here. He is. Which he's done <laughs> sure, before. Sure, you're this right. Is like, That's true. This is. I'll, uh, I'll give him I'm, I'm like that. thinking back to the specific instances of um, All Hail Megatron even. But so, yeah. So then it's Prowl. Yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of like, okay, Jetfire, bring it down. And then he turns to Soundwaves. He gets his name wrong by just adding an extra S. Why not? He says only one wave. That's weird. <laughs> just the one wave? Not t- all right. Okay. Um, and he pulls up a picture of Hefter. He's like, "This is one we're after." And Soundwave's like, "Yeah, y- that guy's dead, and you that- killed him, right? Like that murder already happened." Uh, and he says, "Oh, we didn't kill him. We're just in the same offices as the guy who killed him." <laughs> Uh, we work day to day and eat lunch with the guys who killed him. We would never do that. We would never. But he is saying that the people who did kill him have a trail of evidence that he was running guns from Offworld. And Soundwave's like, yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, and he says, well, why is that bullshit? Um, is it because Decepticons just wouldn't do it? Or because Hefter didn't happen to? And Soundwave gets real edgy. Yeah. And he's like, whoever killed the old Senate, maybe they had a reason to compromise. And sometimes breaking the law is not enough. And you're like, just looking at you, Soundwave, I like, I want to sign up for your cause. You're really selling me on it. And we remember that Soundwave does not have the best experience with the Senate. Hell no. Uh, He certainly does not. So, yes, he says... Sometimes one must perhaps break the lawbreakers. Uh, which break is the lawmakers. Yes, break the lawmakers. Which is um, a great line. And uh, Optimus steps in and says, like, look, you can just say Hefter did it and we will drop this and, like, everybody wins. Um, yeah. He's like, we won't continue looking into this. We, like, we won't come after you or, like, we won't look into whatever you're doing. Just... Yeah, like if if that's what you're gonna admit to, if you admit to Hefter being the gun runner here, the grunner, the grunner, and uh, I love it because Soundwave says, and he's he's stating what we've been saying, really the ideals of the Decepticon, that yeah, the ideology of it is he's saying that the Decepticon cause is not intrinsically violent, um, and he stands by that they are not bringing weapons into the city. 
And they would not because Cybertronians are already dangerous enough without additional armaments. Uh, and he says, Hafter was a Decepticon and we are innocent. Yeah. And he's very firm on it and I like it. What a good boy. He's just a perfect boy. Uh, promote that boy. Promote no this wonder boy. Megatron was like, you're sticking with me forever. This boy, he knows what's up. Yeah, um, keep that boy around. And so we go to Mexico City where Jazz is just outside somebody's window. <laughs> he will not leave this poor girl alone. What a, this is that girl. What a <laughs> fucked like, up situation. I speak um, we, I like turned to this page. I was like, Jazz, uh, <laughs> leave her alone. She's trying to heal up. Her uh, leg is hurt. And not only that, but like she says she lost half her family when the they came here. And he's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That wasn't us. <laughs> A lot of like, oh, that wasn't me. That's just the people I hang with sometimes, but also don't. <laughs> That's um, not me. I'm just complicit in the actions. I didn't instigate <laughs> them. Oh, uh, jazz. But is it, he's he's trying to he's trying to find a common ground with this girl. And he, he's saying he just wants to understand because, and he's, he's saying that he wants to know what she thinks when she looks at him. And essentially, like, he's, uh, <laughs> he's talking about how, you know, humans have all these different cultures and that they can all talk and communicate with each other. And he's saying that if, if more people listened on Cybertron, then maybe the destruction of Cybertron wouldn't have happened. So that's what he's trying to get at here is like, which, again, probably not the best way to go about it. I don't really get this whole line of the story. I'm like, (laughs) okay, babe, maybe just bring it back. Reel it in, buddy. Yeah, maybe Uh, lay off. I like her Misfits poster, though. Yeah. Great shout out. Um the 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 gem misfits not like the yeah. the misfits <laughs> yeah. misfits um but yes and he gives some kind of talk about like oh we need to all come together and music is part of culture and i'm like yeah jazz funny uh, just just come on we'll try again later right uh, you can't force this kind of stuff we go back to cairo um yeah flint's looking like oh boy daughters am i right <laughs> Uh, and, and as he's walking out, there's TC like, and Buster. Yeah, and TC's immediately like, "Listen, listen, listen! I got a great idea for a new story." <laughs> and Flint does not even care. Yeah, he's like, "Whatever, that's great." Bye. Uh, <laughs> and he's saying that I did what you asked. I asked my daughter to get into GI Joe, which is interesting. That right, that that was sound. That was TC's condition. Yeah, because of course like, he was like, "I will help you guys if you hook up my friend with a job." Which I mean, that's a good friend. Yeah, that's that's. Some, if your friend needs a job, you're using that and, kind of leverage for somebody else's benefit. That's that's good. I'm telling you, a prince. What a great guy. Um, <laughs> but it is great because Flint says, "Yeah, I asked my daughter to. I invited her to GI Joe." will you help us now and tc looks disgusted in this next panel he's like your daughter marissa hatched out of you which is the best ever again promote him again (laughs) i uh tc you you precious thing um he's like oh god that's fucking gross but uh also i assume she said yeah and she's gonna join you uh he's met with stony gazes Yes. 
And a smug gaze from Chameleon, which I like. She always looks very cool. She yeah, looks she knows like a that. cool cucumber all the time. And he's like, uh, cool, yeah, I'm going to send you calculations. I'll help you out. Yes, he is Stop going to do the me. work that they asked him to essentially buy what they have estimated from the, the human eyes on, figure out what the ship is capable of and who might be on it. Yeah, um, give him some more info here. So you go to Zhuang here. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good old Talon. It's a it's a neat little conversation because he's like, You two guys, you're okay because yeah. you do your damn jobs. <laughs> he likes mainframe and high tech, aka Sanjay. Yeah. Because yeah, they do what they're supposed to do. Uh, nerds they get the job done and he says it's like i'm back and then he gets cut off but it's like he says like i'm back in plamp like we just did the things we were assigned and accomplished them just do them and so and yes he does get cut off because oh hey they got the readings they got the calculations from tc and essentially right it's now mainframe and high tech aka sanjay um looking them over and trying to figure out, they're like, okay. Right. The, so now... Based on what we know about this and what we could pass along to Thundercracker and what Thundercracker told us about this, uh, it's all estimates, but there could be a million Junkions aboard the ship. Which is a big number. Right. Like, that's a big ship, but that would be a big, yes, big ship. Yes, that's a huge, huge... Or that's a teeny, tiny bunch of Junkions. Uh, which is perhaps the more likely thing, as we will see soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just outside is someone we know. It's that good yeah. boy. Someone calls a call, comes a call in. He just showed up. Yeah, Soundwave's just hanging out. He's like, oh, hey, what up? I'm here now. And Long is saying, like, you weren't invited. Yeah, I do not recall sending you an email blast to meet us here. What is this? But look how happy Mainframe is. Oh, he's so excited. Because, yeah, they, they kind of... Uh, helped each other out or they kind of worked together during revolution he's like ah oh, this guy's cool team mainframe knows what's up you know what mainframe you're all right <laughs> you can you can hang out and even soundwave is like yeah we did work pretty well together didn't we yeah um, he's, he's he's like oh yes you you're small you're yeah you're fine Zhilong, um, not so much yeah he's like oh no i i, I would <laughs> rather speak to optimus please and thank you uh, and Soundwave's like, listen, I know you were talking to TC because I can hear and see everything. <laughs> so I'm aware you're talking to that dude. And Optimus Prime is not even here. So only he doesn't tell them that because he's a smart boy. He says that Optimus Prime is indisposed. Um, yeah. So then we go back four million years ago. Um, Jetfire and Prowl are here again. Jetfire is still under arrest. Uh, Optimus yes. is still laying into Soundwave, saying, I'm staking my reputation on your word that Hefter is innocent. Yeah, and he's going to take him for it. Here's another interesting cameo. Yeah. Soundwave's just like, okay, your reputation, great, get out of here. And as Orion Pax is leaving, Starscream walks out wearing 18 guns. <laughs> and he's like, oh, there goes that hero cop. Do you think he's going to come back? Do you think we're going to get to see him again? And somebody's like, shut up. He can probably still, oh my God, what are you wearing? Uh, and he's like, oh, guns. it's all the guns we get from our gun running operation that Hefter was running. Yeah. This one says total death. <laughs> Isn't it great? It's good, right? And then we cut to today's Starscream. Yeah. Who is still pissed, understandably so. Um, 
And he's just really just, listen, prime. So many people want us dead. Like, so you gotta, many people want to just you gotta reel it in. Cybertron. Yeah. We cannot. And, and Optimus is like, we can't just guess everybody's going to want to kill us. And, oh, he says all new aliens are a danger. Right. And Starscream's like, I wasn't even talking about the Junkions, which, P.S., <laughs> in this screen, look who's off here on the right side. Aw. The only married news team in the Tri-Planet area. <laughs> it's it's our, uh, our cute little journalists. Circuit <laughs> long, too. So precious. Uh, um, they just want a, want a statement for the, the journal. They're, um, they're getting it live. <laughs> and uh, as, as Starscream kind of slams down on all foreigners, Aileron is like, hey... Like what? Come on, I'm, man! I'm foreigners. <laughs> foreigners is me, Starscream. It's me. <laughs> I'm from Caminus. I'm standing right here. And Optimus brushes off all of Star. Everything Starscream says. Political grandstanding. Yeah, he's like, more. oh, that guy's Optimus. just a dick. <laughs> I don't need to listen to him. <laughs> I'm gonna continue to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm Optimus Prime. Bye. And then. On that note, Aileron says, do you want to go see the Mistress of Flame? He's like, I don't need someone to just tell me everything I do is going to be correct. <laughs> oh, Optimus, it's just one what extreme to the other with you. What are we going to do with you? How do you solve a problem like Optimus? What a weirdo. Um, <laughs> but he does, like, he yeah. says, well, guess what? Starscream just gave me the perfect idea for how to get Earth on the council. <laughs> Um, boy, it's about to get messy, folks. Uh, oh, boy. And, and so we I... cut to the stealth mission with Cosmo yes. and two other bots of Starscream's, or not Starscream, Soundwave's recommendation. Yes. And, um, yeah, we don't know who yet, but we can pretty much guess who's with him. Um, and, yeah, Cosmos is like, what is this gigantic ship that we're about to enter? What is this? <laughs> And um and and of course he's just talking because this is what he does when yeah, he's on missions. He just yeah he talks because nobody's ever with him. Nobody can ever hear him. So of course the bots inside are like, "Who the hell? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you talking?" He's just and like, he's like oh, "I just I'm, I I like talking. You guys want to talk?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> just it's a stealth mission." Jeez. Um, so they <laughs> they they get inside the junkie on scrap heap. And they're like, oh, God, it's gross in here. It, the whole scene very much reminds me of Scooty Puff Jr. Uh, <laughs> of just this, this puttering little cosmos. Yeah, and he lands and they're like, ugh. I do like that Frenzy says, who's their interior decorator? A pile of trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> that is a good line. I like that line a lot. Um, and finally then... Now they're the ones being loud. And Cosmos is like, shut the hell up. Like, we just entered a place we're not supposed to be. Frenzy, like, laughs at his own joke and stay, like, puffs <laughs> his chest out and puts his hands on his hips and goes, ha ha! He's very proud of it. And I don't blame him again. It's a good, pile of trash decorating good the place. Got, I like it. Got I'm also with you. You deserve that pose. Um, and also, during all of this, Soundwave is giving a speech about how uh, he does not mind being alone because he is constantly surrounded by everyone and everything at all times and can also right. read minds. Yeah, so even when he's by himself, he can hear people and he pretends to understand them. 
And it's it's really sad when you like is any of you aren't reading these books like or I, I like I don't ever know because of course it's hard to talk about the narration and what's going on on the pages because a lot of the narration on these books are just right the it, it ties in thematically talking. but not right but they're in not terms that discussion right and and it doesn't really like do much besides give you more info on the person narrating um. But no, his his is so sad, and it's just it's just more stuff that, of course, we know about Soundwave. Um, but yeah, it's really just kind of reiterating how he sees things differently from everybody else, and he even says that um, he doesn't want people to understand him because if they did, then they would be afraid of him. Like he's fine being further away from people because then they can't right. It, it's it's really sad and just makes you go oh, sound wave. It's no. tough being sound wave. <laughs> it is. I imagine it is. I mean, it's probably super tough being so damn perfect. Um, I I know it is. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say we on this show understand sound wave <laughs> pretty well. Um, and so Cosmos is saying like, you guys need to take this seriously. It's a sound wave mission, and they're like, yeah. fuck him. And he's like, I thought you <laughs> liked like, sound wave. What the hell? Yeah. And they're like whatever. That was before he sold out. Yeah, now he hangs out with fucking Autobots. They're the word. Oh, um, yep, we're talking about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't look at us like that. Autobots suck. <laughs> they're just the worst. And Cosmos is just like, fine. I don't, just, come on, we just gotta keep going. Uh, like, I get you don't want to be here, but we gotta be quiet. But we cut to Romaj and Rekgar, and they're like, hey, look at these guys sneaking in. Yeah, I see them right there on our <laughs> monitors. They're not stealthy at all. It's they're right there. A little upsetting. Yeah, um, yeah, a little like, uh-oh. Like, <laughs> let's, let's flood that room with weird, like, fish monster dogs. <laughs> So, yeah, so Cosmos is, like, he's trying to get wherever they're trying to go. And um, and he walks into a big empty room, but it's not empty. I do love that Rumble calls him Cosme. He says, uh, Cosme? Cosme Kramer. Um, (laughs) And so, yes, these are Sharktacons. Sharktacons. Sharktacons, yes. They, funnily enough, actually, again, hopping back to the 1986 movie, they are on the Quinnison planet, which is, again, where, like, the design of the ship comes from. So sure. it's like... So, and I we've seen Sharktacons before in other iterations of Transformers and in these books. But yeah, so that's what these are called. They look cool. They're little, you know... They're like little shark doggy Like anglerfish robots. scorpion. Yeah. They're just big, big mouths with small legs and pointy tails. Yes. And sharp-ass teeth. They're pretty uh, vicious. And they're currently shredding the shit out of Cosmos. They've all jumped oh, no. on Cosmos. Oh, no. We love that I boy. Know. We do love him so much. Be and safe, that's where Cosme. We... I know. Come on, Cosme. You can do this. And that's where we're going to leave it. Yep. That's the end of uh, three. And that's the end of the IDW Transformers comics <laughs> for for all time, unfortunately. Forever. That's where Forever. it ends. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of loose plot threads, I thought. Yeah, yeah, you thought they would. Oh, wait, I think we are going to bring it back together. Oh, thank goodness. One more issue we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Issue four. And like, this dude looks like Lobo. Come on. (laughs) I'm totally with you. He he straight up does. And I feel like, and it was finally looking at this cover that I was like, listen, I love Kay's artwork so much. Her, and I know it's not her design per se of Retgar, but it bugs me because he looks so human. 
Sure, I get that. Even his like the way the, too the human. jaw is very like non angular well, yeah. or anything. It has rounded yeah. and, and he's nose. got like wrinkles. Yeah, and yeah. like he looks really human. Like way too human. Which again, I I, I don't I mind it. I, not... I think it's neat. Sure, and, yeah. Like I think it just it throws me off. Yes, and I that totally was get where that. initially because even seeing these covers, I was like. Is that Ratgar? Like, I think it is. But <laughs> it also cosplayer. looks like Lobo. Yeah. <laughs> but with that said, no, it looks, it's a very cool cover. Yes. It's very, there's like all this extra stuff on here. He's, he's got, got a like a G.I. Joe pin. Yeah. He's got a Kremzeek pin. He's got an Optimus necklace. He's got Autobot and Decepticon necklaces. He looks very much, um, yeah, like it's very almost like, those uh like kawaii styles where like you just pile on everything at once i, love I it. like it yeah i can i can relate to this um and so we don't need to get to the recap because we're already here um I already recapped it and we are on earth and rumble is just yes. punching the heck out of these god darn sharkticons yeah luckily we pick up right where we left off finally for once <laughs> at last finally, some yes, linear and- storytelling <laughs> Luckily, Rumble and Frenzy, because at first I was like, are these guys going to help him? Luckily, they did. They, yeah. They're they're also fighting the Sharktacons. Um, and yeah, Rumble is using his his fists. He's punching and Frenzy's using his uh, sonic attack. Um, and right, and there are just so many. They're all being like, yeah, overrun by Sharktacons. Um, and and Cosmos, Cosmos is, is trying to get help. Yeah, he's calling out saying, does anybody read me? The mission's a failure. We need to abort. Um, no. But he's just getting kind of kind of ruined. And There's too many. Yeah, Rekgar and, and Rumage are just watching and being like, all right, finally, we got our revenge for our planet being blown up. <laughs> right. Rekgar is like, oh, hey, yeah. Which, and we can immediately tell, wait a minute, this isn't Kay's artwork. This yeah. is Alex's artwork. Yeah. It's, Alex's uh, bag. At least for this. Far less of the, the sort of hard, pencil-y, sketchy style. Um, yeah. It's a, so a little it's, sneaker. And, uh, yeah. And it's funny because I could for sure tell because initially I was like, they look a little different. And like, I thought, Rekgar looks a little different. And then I saw Ramage <laughs> and I was like, those lips. Alex drew this one. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> that is how he draws lips. Um uh, and we realize so, Rumage is pushing much harder for like we need to destroy Cybertron in a revenge sense than Rekgar yeah, is. And Rekgar is saying yes. like, well, I mean, why don't we just do the loosey goosey sort of take everything from everyone and give everything to everyone thing that we've been doing? And yeah. Rumage is like, because they blew up our planet, dummy. <laughs> like, God, man, come on, stick with me. And <laughs> yeah, she. So yes, she's much. Much harder on this. She's and and we we kind of got a sense of that last time where she was a bit more like streamlined. Like she was a bit more eye on the prize. Yeah, <laughs> she knew what she was after. And Rekgar's just kind of like smarter. Night might not be the word for Ramage, but she's definitely uh, <laughs> smarter. <laughs> she 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 knows where she's going. She's she's got a she knows where she's aiming. Yeah. Um. And yeah, she knows what she's after. Whereas, yeah, Rekgar kind of gives us a sense where he's almost poetic. He's almost like live and let live. I like it because he says, if you have a life, you give a life. If you need a life, you take one. And I'm like, that's a good line. I like Hakuna that one. Matata. 
there you go. It's basically what they sang about in The Lion King. And, um, and yeah, but she's not having it. She, she's saying that they are the trash that has been built from what creatures destroyed. And that's what she's after again. Like, they, this is all they left them. So that's what they're going to keep. Yeah. Being. Uh, they, they, they build themselves off of the destruction of others. Speaking of trash, we go back four million years. <laughs> Perfect transition. Got him. Here's owned, dumped on him. He's out. That was his one and done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. I'm going to take um, the rest of the episode off. You got this. <laughs> all right. It's all me now. Uh, it's just me and fucking Zeta Prime here. This guy. Same. This guy. And uh, yeah, he's uh, spouting some bullshit on this giant monitor on Cybertron. And we see it's like him being like, oh. We, uh, all citizens are equal. We love them all the same. I don't care for Job. And thank God for Orion Pex. Uh, we got great. a picture of Orion Sands faceplate, even. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I like it. I wish it was one of those pictures, which are always my favorite. That like, this happens on like funny cartoons and stuff. They'll be like, have you seen this person? And it's like a photo taken of somebody like mid protest <laughs> of them having their photo taken. So I wish it was a picture of like Optimus holding his hand up, like get that camera away from me. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not, but he doesn't have a mask on, like you said. And that's, that's a gift in itself. Uh, and Zeta is, is watching his own TV presentation and saying like, Oh, I look really good here. Yeah, that's a good that's a good look for me. Gigantic and like eighteen feet tall or eighteen stories high in front of everybody. Uh, and Optimus is like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up though. Uh, and, and he's saying yeah. like, I'm I'm still not. I still think there might be an issue with this Hefter thing. Yeah, I'm still not set on this. Something's still bugging me. Uh, it's almost like I talked to a dude who promised me. Hefter was innocent. And I have every reason to believe promises because I'm Optimus Prime and can just go on whatever anybody tells me. Um, uh, man, that dude lost so much money to people who were just like, <laughs> I'm good for it. I will pay you back in like three million years. <laughs> I promise. Um, um, he funded a lot of startups on Cybertron. <laughs> <laughs> and even Zeta's like, oh, God, Orion, again, P.S. I need to borrow 50 bucks. He's Don't like, be taking in. Optimus, have you been listening to the pores again? <laughs> God bless it, Optimus. Uh, and he, he's just, and then, yeah, his, he's like, listen, if I'm pissing people off and it's going to make insurgents uh, come at me, great. Then we'll just know about them sooner. Just more like that, people to arrest. It's perfect. This is all good. Don't you worry about it, um, little Orion. Yes. And Optimus is saying, isn't this like that nominous propaganda, the birth of Cybertron? And Zeta's like, yeah, it's awesome, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, also killer shout out to Birth of a Nation. Right. Because, uh, yeah, clearly both very not great. Like, Birth of Cybertron, Birth of a Nation. Ugh. Yeah. Um, propaganda. Birth of a Nation, the, the like, 1936 film, not the 2015, I think, one. Or oh, yeah. Right. But whatever, yes. Uh, the My original, the original was KKK propaganda, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this, he's he's saying, like, well, Optimus, I'm a prime. Check it out. I have the Matrix. And he's like, but that's not the real Matrix. And he's like, well, whatever. 
how many times do you think Optimus is like, do, I, I mean, I keep telling him it's not real. It's like but he keeps he being does, like, Optimus, look. It's like he thinks the issue is that Zeta doesn't know. He's forgetting. <laughs> like, Zeta, I've told you. We've been over this. It's not the real thing. He's like, I'm aware of that. Also, though, look, I got it to light up. I asked somebody to install some You just push this it. button and it glows. It's like I have um, the old, like, Sailor Moon wand where, like, you would push the button and it would, like, play this, like, really, like, just that old, I can't even, like, describe it, but, like, that, like, staticky, almost sounding music. Oh, sure, music. like real tinny. Yeah, that really tinny sounding transformation music. I imagine that's what his matrix does when you push the star-shaped button on it um i love it he's like look at this and he does slip up and call him optimus here just yes point that out because uh. <laughs> he says listen of course the matrix is fake optimus everything is fake he essentially says listen everything is fake it's all a total dump and if you play your cards right you can inherit all of it uh. don't you want that <laughs> And I love that he does. Like, what a what a, what a dumb <laughs> piece like, of I shit. Mean, um, it does sound sort of enticing. Handsome as hell. I will yes, not very like, good oh looking my god. Here, sure. <laughs> Prime, you're a handsome, handsome man. Um, and so He probably just covers up with a face mask because he knows how handsome he is. He's uh, like, please, call me your Ryan Pax. <laughs> also, don't Stop look looking at my, at my gorgeous, face. gorgeous face. <laughs> I can't help it. I was born this way, baby. Um, uh, but yeah. Yes, we, we cut back to the future, or should I say the present day, and he's coming back home from Cybertron, and all the kids are there, <laughs> the cadets. <laughs> all the cadets fucking camped out outside of the door waiting for dad to come home. He's home. Like, what did you get us? Yeah, did you bring us something? They all like jump up from their sleeping bags. They're all like, yeah, he's home. They're all very excited about it. It's... <laughs> Midnight Express blatantly says, I'm feeling a lot better now. <laughs> I knew you would be worried. Because, of course, he got shot in the last episode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so fucking cute. I'm so glad these cadets are here. Um, and so, yes. So, I just want Optimus to say, like, kid, you act like I've never known anyone who's gotten shot before. <laughs> like, honey bear, you know I was in war for four million years, right? I've seen more than my fair share. I was like war shot. king. I was I was the leader of war. I was one half king of war. It was me and this other guy, and he he shot a lot of dudes. He shot a lot of dudes. He was a gun. <laughs> he literally was a gun. That was his job was to shoot other dudes. Um, which of course I feel like Megatron would be like, oh good, I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, I just throwing that out there. I think he would be <laughs> he would he would give Midnight Express the time of day. Nowadays he would. Uh the other um, thing we should point out, because it shows up really late in this issue, we do get another sort of through line on the narrator. And yes. We don't find out who it is until right here. Uh yes. it's Pyra Magna. Yeah. She's the one narrating this one. And we get just some again good insight on her and it is so hard because you know we want to at least i and yeah we want to call attention to the narration but it's hard to do it without feeling like right. we're um, we're kind of breaking up our let's read of yeah the the, uh, the series of events we'll we'll call attention to it when it sort of requires it but like overall she's saying hey this guy blows 
Optimus sucks, and later in the issue we'll reveal something about him and how he feels about things, and I'm going to call him out on it. Yeah, she is, yes, talking about the way of the flame and how, you know, he doesn't prime deserve is such to be a spiritual prime. thing. Yeah, and so she, yeah. Um, so that's, yes, that's our narration. There you go. Is Pyro Magna. Um, and so. Yes, she's okay. saying, like, there's a situation in the control room. Jetfire has a concern. And he's like, well, what about you? And she's like, oh, I'm really concerned. Trust me. Everything sucks. <laughs> um, right. She's, yeah, like, oh, we don't even want to get started on my concerns, Prime. You should probably just go see your boy. Uh, um, <laughs> Aileron is like, Gimlet, why are you kneeling? And he's like, we want to make the Prime feel special. She's like, knock it off. <laughs> she's so over the cadet. <laughs> she's had it. She, she's, I feel like Aileron is, okay, so she is like, she was a tween and she's just turned 13. <laughs> and now all these like 11 and 12 year olds are just insufferable. Oh, and she's yeah. just like, oh God, I can't believe I was ever this bad. I love so it. she's, yeah, so she's like way more, like most of the people are just like, oh, those cadets, like what are you going to do? But she's like, you guys are just the worst. That's how I, that's how I feel, why she reacts a little more intensely than anybody else to the cadets. Um, but, and, yeah, so she, she hurries after Optimus, because they gotta go see Jetfire. Uh, and so Jetfire is saying, like, how is Cybertron? <laughs> I love yeah. that. He's How's like, your trip? Yeah, there's a little bit of small talk there. How's my ex-boyfriend Starscream doing? He's like, oh, that guy. I'm gonna go ahead and not do what he says. Um, and Jetfire's like, great. Anyway uh soundwave went to go see gi joe and that was a long time ago and he hasn't come back and i'm a little worried about it uh and hobson is saying like look we all agree soundwave is terrible and shady and hiding things from us and jeff fire's <laughs> like what the hell wait no i did not say that optimus i like that and optimus is like i don't shut up like, House you like. need to understand he's our ally <laughs> and even though he will inevitably betray us and we can never <laughs> fully trust him we must follow him up and he's like damn dude. everyone else is just ex- Changing looks like what the fuck? Where is this coming from? We were just playing hungry, hungry hippos with that dude. (laughs) He's fine. We like Soundwave. I don't think uh, he might, but just don't. (laughs) Everybody, stay on your toes Uh, because he's probably gonna betray us. uh, And he's he asks how Sideswipe. He's like still dying. (laughs) Um. Still sucks. That dude needs help very badly. And we do cut to... <laughs> we cut to RC in there saying like, hey, hey, Sideswipe, check it out. I'm good at swords. She's like, watch Check this. it out. I'm... I got... Yeah, she's like, Doc, here. hold yeah, this stuff. Doc. I'm going to hit it. Okay, okay. Hold these right here. Yeah! Got them. See? <laughs> watch this, Sideswipe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're totally not friends, but I'm going to keep showing off my sword skills for you and hope that you wake up soon. <laughs> what a And Doc sweet looks thought. genuinely, understandably like, oh, God, I don't really want to... <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable holding these. Like, I really, I've seen you hurt people very much. I don't want to be here. And just a cute little quick cut back, and yep, RC's got things taken care of in the med bay. That's for sure. Uh, and Optimus is like, okay, here's what I need you to do: have Soundwave set up a meeting with all of the Earth leaders, 
and they have my personal guarantee of safety to come to Autobot City. Everything will be fine. We're going to get them. We're going to get the Junkions on board. Trust me, there's nothing that can like, go wrong. <laughs> and this whole time, I learned, like, hold on, hold on, hang on. Yeah. Can you just, just I have let's, to talk to let's you. Let's work please. this. Okay, maybe don't just, okay. I, yeah, I really well, I need to. Yeah, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a quick little note. Uh, we're gonna put a uh, put a pin in that and having everybody join us. Uh, and uh, let me talk to you for a second. But we cut to Soundwave, who's like, "Yep, okay, I'll get everybody out here, no problem. I'm on it, Chief. <laughs> yep, on it. Great, got um, you. Also, you're right. That was a killer game of Clue that we played. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. I'm never gonna betray you. I love you. Bye." <laughs> Because uh, that's just how they talk to each other. That's the best. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yes, we we have Soundwave still with the Joes here. Yeah, um, Mainframe is like hanging out with them. Yeah, he's and he's like, like, let's catch up, let's rap. Yeah, well, and he's saying he's like, oh goodness, there's you really did call everybody, didn't you? Look at everybody showing up. And P.S. Look, Plamp is here. Yeah, Shit. we got those um, cool Plamp mix. Yeah. And so, yeah, Mainframe's just being like, oh, gosh, okay, we have all these other world powers showing up, and we don't know if that, like, million Junkion estimate is true. Um, uh, What can we expect from from you and yours, Soundwave? And uh, he's like, I don't know. I can't can't even even conceive of that Hopefully Cosmos is alive. That's... Uh, That's that's all I can hope for. Um, Yep. And Mainframe's like, oh, we'll help you out, buddy. No problem. Uh, and Soundwave and is the cutest line in the world. It's the cutest. Well, first of all, it almost looks like Soundwave is like rubbing his eyes, which I don't <laughs> know what he's doing, but he looks sleepy and it's cute. And yeah, he thanks Mainframe and says, aside from elephants, you are among my favorite creatures on this planet. He loves oh elephants. My God. He signed up for Zoobooks just to get the bonus elephant issue. <laughs> oh my God. Killer fucking Rev. I love it. Uh, he, But yeah, we saw him hanging out with elephants before. And he's just, it turns out he just really likes them. Soundwave, he likes elephants. Uh, um, he got his zoo books. Uh, he, I want to imagine he's like Rose Quartz. And like she has her lines. Oh, I love it. He's just and he's like, wandering around elephants. like, check it out. This is my team of elephants. I got these sweet elephants. They never forget. They like me. <laughs> Um, they got really big ears. They can hear everything. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so cute. I can't handle it. We gotta keep going. Uh, it's so cute. <laughs> don't worry. So... We'll drain all of that out right now. Here's <laughs> right. Spike Witwicky. Oh, here he is, everybody. Here to ruin the moment. It's Spike fucking Witwicky. Uh, um, and so yeah, uh, Zilong is like, we. He does seem like he still isn't thrilled about having to work for optimus prime and maybe that means optimus is like holding something over him which is very perceptive of you uh and spike is like wow you're really hot i mean that's really smart <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so what are you gonna do about that also what's your number i mean because i think i lost it not not that i need it for anything bye uh, <laughs> he just darts back into the furthest tent. Dear Diary, I totally embarrassed myself in front of Talon today. Oh, God, Diary. I could just die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At least I can talk to you, dear Diary. 
Uh, so we go to Cairo and what a, what a cute little scene this is because it's oh just like God. busy market square and it's just <laughs> TC casually walking through and people are A, taking pictures and B, trying to not get stepped on. Yeah. People are just awed and terrified of him. Fair. Uh, and Marissa's and in just... this adorable sundress. I just can't get over her look. She just looks great. It's yeah. She's in her vacation mode and she's kind of like anger shopping. Yeah. She's just like at the bazaar, like, oh, fucking shit. Why do I have to deal with this? And, um, cause, and of course, TC, he's just a precious boy. He doesn't <laughs> get that she's like annoyed with what just happened with Flint. So he's just like, hey, Marissa, okay, I got a new screenplay and I have an idea. And I want to get into the head of an earthling. And of course, she's just like, ah, oh, this guy. <laughs> it's and, his um, way of saying dish, girl. <laughs> right. Because he's like, he's now intrigued by the idea of humans having parents. <laughs> like, maybe that's a thing that's going to be big. And maybe he can get in on this. <laughs> he's, he, he's really going to exploit the humans having parents market. <laughs> and he wonders if it's like him and Buster, which I'm like... It's exactly like that, babe. Yeah. You love her, and you want to take care of her. Uh, and Marissa's saying, like, I don't know, because my dad just got my mom pregnant, and my mom sucks, so... Uh, yep. And <laughs> she, He asks where her mom is, and she says the bottom of a bottle, I imagine, which we all know what that means. Right. But TC does not know what that <laughs> means, and he's like, is she just really little, or is the bottle really big? Like... <laughs> Um, and she lays out that, uh, like, uh, she tried to track down her dad and the G.I. Joe team pretended to be dead. And, uh, right. The Which is all, like, yeah. previous happenings in IDW. Sure. And, you know, uh, her mom never told him that Marissa was born and all these things, you know. it's It seems pretty sordid. Yeah. So this whole, right. So she's essentially saying, right, like... Flynn didn't even know, and by the time she went looking, it was so much later. <laughs> oh, gosh, TC is just so cute, and he and Buster are just adorable. And he's like, oh, cool, so then you got to meet your dad? <laughs> and she's just like, I, he just wants me to fight. Like, So she's, yes, we're getting her side of it, which she is not charmed by this idea at right. all. And um, <laughs> he's he's kind of looking at it. He's giving her a different perspective. He's giving her the sweet baby boy TC perspective. Right. Which is like... Maybe, maybe when he was asking you to join the team. Maybe he was asking for time with his daughter. Yeah. Maybe he just wants to hang out with you. And like, that's a good way to do it. Um, and so we go to Aileron talking to Optimus. And Aileron yeah. saying like, hey... I have some concerns. Yeah. Uh, like, like she's, that she's is worried. great. Yeah. And she lays it all out. And like very, it, it's hard to, <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's just so much here. Like all of her stuff makes sense. And like, and the only reason this is hard for me is because I don't want it to seem like we're just constantly teaming up against Optimus Prime. I am. But like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I know you don't have a problem with that. Uh, I, because I love him. I do. Optimus, I love you so much. But that's also where my concern comes from, my dear. Um, but she's saying, she's like, okay, listen. Uh, Cadet Baby Boy was shot. And um, 
uh, the the junkions just showed up. They just drilled into Earth. Uh, <laughs> and also the, the council, council, who is in charge of you, by the way, says yeah. that you're committing treason. And two days ago, they said that you were going to act against the Tyrest Accord. And Starscream <laughs> said that, like, you would try to broker a deal with the junkions anyway. Yeah, like Optimus was Optimus was the one worried about violations of the Tyrest Accord for Earth. Right. And now he's essentially spitting in everybody's face and being like, I don't care. I'm going to go immediately against the Tyrest Accord and uh, like get in, get in with a junkie on. And she's like, so you're kind of really going all over the place here, bud. I don't know how to follow you here. Well, and he says, so if Earth reaches an agreement with the Junkions, then that's two people who aren't Cybertrons trading Cybertronian technology, which is an unprecedented scenario. And to me, it just sounds like a problem. I don't really understand what he's really going bad. for. Um, yeah. He says there's that Starscream will be forced to bring this to a vote because they don't want to go to war against the Junkions and Earth. And Aileron is like, wait a minute. So war is a possibility here? Right. Like, that's your card here you are playing like do what i want or there might be war that's what <laughs> i'm with her what optimus and optimus is like uh there won't be war they'll do <laughs> what i expect me. i'm i'm half king of war it's not gonna happen and she says like uh did you not expect war for the last four million years yeah remember when you teamed up with a megatron to defeat zeta and you didn't, did you think a war was going to happen then? Because I can't imagine you did. And guess what? That went on for four million years. And, and he's like, listen, that was this is the different. only option. Yeah. And she, she's, she's kind of calling him on his shit. She's like, you are believing this hype. You're, this prime hype is getting to you. You're not making great decisions. You are still optimists. Yeah. And he's saying like, please. I'm no messiah. <laughs> I'm just a cyber simple. I'm just a simple country lawyer. Uh, <laughs> and he, he pulls out the matrix and says, this is just a pulse wave generator. It doesn't even work anymore. And everyone who believes it is stupid. And I'm just using them. And he's, he's essentially saying, yeah, like if people are going to believe in this, like I don't believe this thing has magical powers, but if other people believe this makes me some sort of lower deity, then I will use their faith to put things in the direction I want them to go. Uh, in which, at which point, Pyra Magna is rightly like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, what a dick move. And she says, you play with people's loyalty, which is like, that is what he is doing. That is what he's been doing since what day one. Doing? Optimus, what are you doing to me? Not not what a good look, that? my dude. No, really not. Really not. And so, yeah, she's, she's, she's hot. Yeah. She's, uh, it's, it, she's had it. You, you, you mess with the Pyrrha, you get the Magna. <laughs> And so she, and her narration even here was like, she went into this. Right. Aiming to. She wanted to help, help Optimus realize and, what he is. Because yeah, it like seemed like the, he was interested in learning that. But now he's yes. just abusing that power. Yes. So her, her aim here was never to like, I'm going to show up and take the Matrix. It was, I'm going to show up and help the Matrix bearer understand his path and his power and da 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 da. But. 
that's not what she found. That's right. Not what now she's... he's being a stupid dick about it. Yeah, she's not getting the results she would have wanted from this situation. Um, so she, yeah, she is heated. And we hop back four million years ago. And we have Prowl like, okay, here you go. I'm going to undo your stasis cuffs now. Click. Uh, and and that uh, motherfucker gets punched in the goddamn face. Gets hit right in the face. My note here just says Jetfire just solidified his place in Greg's favor. How do I? How do I? I'll, I'll, I'll buy the original pages for this. Um, <laughs> and he walks oh, away. Oh, if you are in the market for original pages where Prowl gets punched, there are a few. You oh, could boy. genuinely have a collection. I'm, 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 I'm saving now up. Know. Saving up. Now we know. Yeah, this is what we get, Greg. This is this is what we're. This is what your Christmas your can't come here. soon enough. <laughs> So yeah, he hits him right in the face. Uh, Prowl goes because Jetfire's big. He's a big yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's very, very big. He does turn into a space shuttle, uh, and then so of course Prowl spills his ass onto the ground. Like oh, yeah, shit. watching this in the background are two bots that we kind of miss Aww, quite a bit. Yeah, Needle Nose and horrible. His, yeah, his conjunct. His yeah, his husband who was no longer with us. Um, we do get a little reminder here, like, man, Needle Nose, you gotta loosen up. Your brother is doing a number on you. <laughs> Tracks that great looking, ridiculous robot. That handsome He's... son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so they see Jetfire not only punch Prowl, but then be like, what the, what are you gonna do? Arrest me? With Yeah, he totally <laughs> lays on Screw the dude. Yeah. Um, storms off and they're like yeah the decepticons could use a guy like that he looks great he knows let's go get up. him uh and so we'll get back to that but we cut mm-hmm. to um more gi joe stuff yeah uh, Million and Flint. yes and she's like so you have a daughter huh <laughs> and so yeah they're just kind of like talking about like oh the fact that we were just talking to marissa Camille's kind of like yeah i didn't really know my parents or yeah my mom was also not great to me and he is um, like that is like, so we... great but i would rather talk about <laughs> anything else <laughs> yeah can we just change just a, a different subject of any kind uh um, but nope aliens. they can't because here her daughter is <laughs> yeah speaking of that daughter look at her and <laughs> it's so good because marissa stone face is just pointing at the ground like land <laughs> now as she buzzes them with thundercracker and chameleon's like i'm doing it <laughs> yeah that girl knows what's up what i'm listening to her what a, what a rad character um, yeah so now that i know she's not baroness i'm like good okay <laughs> great i'm down also she and marissa should be friends yeah and so we land here in italy i believe this is ah uh, um, yes beautiful and uh i love that chameleon and tc are like all right is the plan working yeah like she because it's like did you have to make him come here and she's like no i just i just brought him yeah i i just made her go after him too because both of them were the ones in charge of the flying machines because he (laughs) is one and she was driving so they're both like great let's force these two to keep talking to each other uh, and that's what the and of course Marissa not having it. She's immediately right. she got her Optimus Prime pout going on, arms <laughs> crossed. And he's Doesn't doing the sort of standard deadbeat dad, like, look, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I, just nobody. I how I couldn't. Um, 
and so yeah, we just get some background here. Um, Marissa, of course, giving us a little bit more insight on you know her mom wasn't really there for her; she didn't really do much for her, but she did tell her about Flint, right? Um, and he's saying, "Yeah, I really cared about your mom." She's saying, "Like why?" Um, and he, he's saying, "When was the last time she talked to you?" She's like, "Look, I don't, I don't care about any of this. I didn't turn down GI Joe because of dumb family shit. I turned it down because like the world's gonna die soon." Yeah, she, which is it's some dark. Yeah, she says, "I don't want to be a part of GI Joe because there's no way to win, and I'm just trying to see the whole world before the Cybertronians take it away." Which like kind of, you're like, yeah, brings it down around like all the fun beach times we just had. It really, really does. And even, like, this genius use of having Thundercracker just t- looming yeah. in the back. Like, he looks scary, and we know he's not. But in this context, what a genius move for this panel, because... The Cybertronians like, are going to take the world away. And, yeah, like, he's part of that, whether he likes it or not. Like, it's just how it is yeah it's a heavy panel it's a very poignant panel uh speaking of heavy panels Optimus gets his <laughs> damn face punched in by pure magna more punching of faces dude's he, getting slugged up in this one she does a hit don't do a hit <laughs> um, don't do a hit she yeah because of course yeah she she's amped up yeah and um uh and, and aileron is like uh like, that's a, that's I? the prime stop and yeah. she's like, uh, this is not the fucking prime because he doesn't fucking believe in primes. Yeah. And if he doesn't believe it, I will take that matrix. If you don't think it's great, I'll take it. Hand it over. Um, and she's kind of, uh, uh, rationalizing to herself here. She's saying like, this isn't arrogance. Like she thinks she should have the matrix because she knows what it's like to be a leader. She knows what, of course, in her belief, what the power of the matrix is. Um, she's a believer. Yeah. She should have it. Um, and <laughs> Optimus is like, listen, violence is not how you get the Matrix. And of course, she, there's, uh, yeah, Jetfire and Arcee are like, we should do, and Jetfire wants to step in. Arcee's like, nah. She holds out her flame sword. She's like, don't, he's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Optimus saying that they don't, like, violence isn't how you get the Matrix. She's like, are you kidding me because you were just king half king of war <laughs> for four million years uh, like and, and you were just pushing everybody to a point where they don't really have a choice yeah like, you... like this sucks and he's like well you said you would teach me to use the matrix and she's like i thought that you cared about the matrix but you're just yeah. using us yeah it's yeah, it's rough. She's saying exactly. She's getting to vocalize what she, her narration was saying before. Like, it, yeah, this was not her goal. This right here was not what she intended to do. But again, you're pushing people to do things that uh, nobody expected. This isn't essentially how most people would have had these things go down. Um, and so she's saying the truth to her that she sees is that he is using belief. He's using the belief, belief of the Matrix, but he does not believe in the Matrix. Right. And that's where her problem is. Uh, and she says, ask the colonists what they think. And so it, they must have just heard all of this as well. Uh, yeah, because everybody's out here now. Yeah. Like, the rest of the torchbearers are here. Uh, cadet babies are here. And uh, yeah. Optimus is saying, like, we have a damn job to do. Go. We, we're we're going to have company over. I want this place clean. Yeah. Everybody 
clean this place top to bottom, get to bed at a reasonable hour. We got company coming. Um, and so we go back four million years ago. Prowl is walking <laughs> in and Optimus says, like, nice. I like that your face got beat up. <laughs> it is pretty funny. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, that great work, Jetfire. Damn. <laughs> um, and I like we can see because of the, the flyers on the floor confirm we're in the remains of the Cosmic Carnival, which we they've mentioned back in more than meets the eye and we were like let's just go party at the cosmic carnival <laughs> um so here we have Car- cosmic carnival of old on cybertron um but Alchemist is saying like i mean you did kind of yeah you pushed jetfire a bit in the interrogation room so you know yeah, he, he decked you, and you kind of deserve it. And you know what? And again, I'm standing up for Prowl. Prowl's like, oh, no, for sure. Like, I regularly get hit in the face, and I deserve it pretty much all the time. Uh, again, so close to an epiphany. Um, <laughs> and yes, he says, uh, or this, this shadowy figure walking in and saying, I think we can prove to Zeta, I have all the proof you need, hero cop. And there's a gun shoved in his face. But it's because well, Optimus is the shadowy one. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's like walking out. He's he's saying like, "Oh yeah, we we can prove it to Zeta." And yeah, Jetfire then pulls a gun on him. He's like, "Check it out! They were running guns, and they gave me some." And look at this. Yeah, look at this gun that I was handed. And, and here's Optimus here's a tip <laughs> for any activist group similar to the Decepticons. If you're keeping the gun secret from Soundwave, maybe don't give them to a guy a minute after he joins. Yeah, maybe don't. I, I mean, but then I guess we don't know how long Jetfire was there. Um, and, me, and of course, because this is what they planned. Like, it was the plan to punch Prowl and make him look... Right, like exactly, yes. Very, you know, much So basically get Jetfire to infiltrate the Decepticons. Right, like keep him undercover with them, whatever. Um, he but says that, he does yeah, say... Yeah, real Decepticons don't want these in there. We can clear Hefter's name and prove that those cops killed an innocent bot. And Optimus is like, oh, by the way, I totally could have got this gun from you. <laughs> because it again it all comes down to tone i like that you of course read him with like this total douchey voice um because yeah i could have disarmed you six ways right um <laughs> jetfire's like but, yeah okay <laughs> which i mean fair enough and yeah read it however you're gonna read it i it certainly he hasn't done anything to suggest it wouldn't be read in that fashion um but yeah he Optimus is like well how bro what how'd you How'd you get him to go along with this? And Prowl's like, I told him he could hit me in the face. Everybody wants in on that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a powerful incentive. Um, <laughs> and Jetfire's like, P.S. We are not cool. I still hate you. <laughs> this does not make us even. You tortured me. <laughs> yeah, you're still awful. Um, and Optimus is like, okay, well, we are gonna need still more than this. Yeah. Like, it's great that we have guns. What do we it's do great next? That Soundwave was we like, need more yeah. Proof. And Jeffrey is saying, like, well, I know where the next shipment's going to be, so... Um, it looks real cute. Yeah. And so we, we have the, the big gathering at Autobot City here. The we Earth have breakfast for everyone. Yeah, the, the yes. big intergalactic brunch. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, everybody's President here. President Davis anybody. showed up. President yes. Dev Patel showed up. Yes, yes. We have Plamp here yeah. again. Um, All kinds of world leaders. Um, yes. Everybody looking great. 
And, and yeah, President, Madam President Oscar Winner Viola Davis is like, okay, I did call all my world leader friends and we're here to chat. And then, yeah, President Deb Patel is like, you realize we can like, like we have orbital lasers fixed on this place. Like if anything happens, I'll just like, no, it's, it's yeah, it's Optimus it's is like, yeah, I okay, whatever. Lasers. Sure. Um, <laughs> Thanks for meeting me. Yes. Thanks for coming to my brunch. Uh, and we do see mainframe and Soundwave still hanging out. And I know that that's not what's happening, but for some reason, the coloring made it look like Soundwave has his hand on mainframe's head. Like it's just oh patting gosh. him. <laughs> just like, yeah, good work. Good work, my little like, elephant-like I'm so friend. proud of you, mainframe. <laughs> so proud. You are a human I sort of enjoy. Thank you for that. Um uh, and, but yeah, they're just they're checking out the watching Junkion the Junkion ship. ship. Yeah. yeah, and they have their little, like, the Junkion, like, little scout ship is coming out. So they're like, okay. So even if they do have a million tiny Junkions on that ship, they're not all going to fit in that little scout ship. So we're probably fine. And the Junkion show up to the brunch. Yeah. And, and... I was going to say, like, hey, I want I want you to meet my friend, the Junkions. Junkions yeah, here comes some trash people. Humans. And they're like, oh, hey, by the way, here's Cosmos. Uh, he yeah. got wrecked up. Yeah, here's your here's your cute, adorable green friend. He's he's messed up. And that's oh. all the, the, the uh, probable cause they need to just be like, hey, guess what? You infiltrated us and we're going to unleash on all these people. Right. And yeah, they, they throw Cosmos off. And oh, Soundwave's like, no, that's my friend. <laughs> I like that guy. Um, <laughs> mainframe is immediately on it he's like okay units scramble get everybody fly code name renaissance now and the torchbearers are on it everybody's moving immediately because of course yeah oh the junkions have made a move and uh yeah, yeah. they they they, they unleash they the sharktacons and sharktacons mm-hmm. are going out and uh there's a and that's where that number came from. Oh, great. Uh, they um, do have a million little junks on that and, ship. And Rekgar's like, sorry, humans, you just got stuck in the middle with them. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the Jaws reference. <laughs> oh, he loves his refs, which I mean, I can appreciate. We appreciate that on this show here. And, um... Uh, Pure Magna's like, <laughs> hey, you dumb well, idiot. You're a real dumb <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Look what you've done, you little jerk. And that's where we leave it. And then the, uh, the, uh, fuck, the Larry David show. <laughs> that's it. That, yep, there you go, everybody. Curve your enthusiasm theme. There you go. <laughs> Just slowly zooms in on Optimus's face as all of this happens. Yeah. Um, perfect. Just imagine that. So there you go. That's 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 the good <sighs> times, everybody. I can't imagine anything will go wrong from here. It's oh boy, Optimus, what have you done? Uh, you kook? Yeah, what have you got yeah, into? You crazy goofball! Oh boy, again. Um, here we go again. Wah-wah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> just any any goofy ending of an episode you can imagine. Just put it here at the end of <laughs> Optimus Prime number four. Uh, yeah. So, great job. I, it is just, it's, yeah, there's a lot of, there's still cross wires, so I guess maybe Jazz was uh, on to something, being <laughs> like, maybe people should just shut up and listen to each other. It, I, I'm Go very fig. curious as to where that goes, because it was not referenced <laughs> in this issue. 
Um, <laughs> Jazz is still just hanging out in Mexico. Nobody chilling. called him about the brunch. Um, yeah, so that's... He's still waiting for orders. Yeah, he's hanging out over <laughs> there. Just playing tunes out in the street. He's just, yeah, like, have you heard this one before? Talking to that girl who's like, go away. Get <laughs> away from my house. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. I want to thank yeah. all of our... Uh, patrons, we have David Cabrera, Jay Riley, Samuel Jacques, The Fifth Virtuoso, Jacob Stevens, Kyle Schaefer, Biddy Bot Jazz, and Elizabeth Jackalope. Thank you guys and all of our other thank patrons you. for kicking in. Um, yes, if you'd thank you. Like to hang out with us and be cool and have fun? Uh, go to <laughs> Patreon.com/soundwave. W-A-V. That's where you'll find us. Uh, and then next week, do we have any clue? Um. Maybe it might be the annual that just came out. Oh yeah, I'm trying to. That's I'm like piecing one. this together as we go, everybody. <laughs> uh, in two weeks, I know what we're doing because Lost Light should be out. Yeah, but yes. Uh, so there so you go. That'll week, be a good time. Everybody. I think it'll be our annual. I know there's yeah, I'm excited at least about it. a couple really good lines in there because I saw them on Twitter. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, Transformonauts, your new issue of Zoom Books is in. <laughs> oh. Transformonauts, did you get some stickers? Transformonauts, you're going to learn so many facts about sharks. Please do not put those stickers on the wall. I, we've talked about this, Transformonauts. Transformonauts, you put them up too high, I can't get to them. Transformonauts, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now?